0: Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, mini-sode, featuring an interview with Mr. Jonathan Glass. He's going to help you recover from your New Year's hangover. He's also going to teach you how to cleanse your mind, body, and soul in the coming year. Let us begin. Joining us now is Jonathan Glass. He's the master acupuncturist. He's also the founder of the Healing Essence Center. He's also author of a great new book called Total Life Cleanse a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. You can learn more about Jonathan by going to his website at HealingEssenceCenter.com. Jonathan, welcome to the program. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks,
1: Ryan. Happy to be here. Thank
0: you. All right, so one of the first things that people are going to want to know? I imagine it's that New Year's Eve is coming up, and I'd say a fairly large percentage of the population are going to wake up on New Year's Day 2008 with a massive hangover. Is there anything... Okay. That you would recommend people do right off the top of the bat to minimize their hangover, maximize their return
1: on health. Absolutely, yep. For one thing, is minimize the alcohol, obviously. But um, when you're drinking, the main thing is is to stay hydrated, because dehydration is what causes wreaks havoc on the whole body, including the brain. Alcohol actually inhibits a hormone in the body that slows down the elimination of water. In other words, it makes you pee a lot when you drink alcohol. So you become dehydrated, which also dehydrates the brain, which is about 80% water. And that causes a lot of problems. It can cause inflammation. It can cause lack of uh, synapses firing in the brain. It can cause inflammation. can cause a lot of problems. So that's one of the main reasons people feel so lousy the next day. Is because of that. So drinking water while you're drinking, also mineral water or something with a lot of minerals like coconut water would be ideal to be sipping on during, before, during, and after. Actually, um, is probably the most important thing you can do to stay hydrated while you're drinking. There are some herbs and nutrients also. If you'd like to hear about that,
0: yes, and also I mean okay. these not just drinking but beneficial for your health in general. I mean, what what are some of these yeah yeah.
1: so yeah there's there's a few things that you can do to support the liver and this is also a good tip anyway because we're exposed constantly to so many chemicals and toxins pesticides herbicides uh, genetically modified substances so many things so it's a good idea obviously to take care of the detox pathways in the body and and one of the, the best herbs for that if you're gonna keep it simple but straightforward is an herb called milk thistle. And milk thistle is very effective at helping uh, the liver to detoxify toxins, to break toxins down and eliminate them from the body. It also helps the body, helps the liver make a antioxidant, its own antioxidant called glutathione. And glutathione is the most powerful antioxidant in the body. And what's unique about it is that our body's making it. It's not something that Um, we're taking from the outside, we have to produce it in order to uh, get the best benefit out of it. So milk thistle is very effective at supporting the body to create glutathione along with the nutrient and acetylcysteine, and that'll amp it up even more, and that helps the body make glutathione also, which simultaneously helps to break down and eliminate acetaldehyde, which is the chemical that gets released when we drink a lot of alcohol which is hard to break down when it breaks down it becomes very toxic and we have to get it out of the body and uh, uh, glutathione helps to do that
0: is there anything that you would recommend that people take that would reduce um, stress or the chemicals generated by the body responses to stress is there any type of supplement or foods that a person should adjust that would kind of negate the negative effects short term and
1: long term effects of stress. of stress. Yep. Yeah. I mean there's there's actually a lot of things that that we can take for stress and you know, I think that's one thing that people you know, they drink maybe quite a bit of alcohol, they uh, maybe drink excessive amounts of, of coffee, um, and even cigarettes. Some of these some of these things that we do addictively There are herbs and nutrients that will go to the same receptor sites in the brain which support the chemistry that we're getting out of these substances in really far healthier ways, and in many cases, extremely healthy ways to do it. So, for instance, uh, there's a, a neurotransmitter called GABA, which is the only inhibitory neurotransmitter. That means it helps you feel really calm. It's a state that we might get into when we're in a deep meditation or when really blissed out from some experience. So GABA can be increased simply by there's, there's a nutrient taurine and there's, there's actually, you can get nutritional grade GABA at a health food store, which will actually literally increase your GABA levels and you will within minutes feel very calm. So I have people that you know, have, have, they were alcoholics, so they don't drink alcohol anymore, but they want to socialize, so they may go to a party. And you can get powdered GABA, and you mix it into a little bit of um, tea or something like that and sip on that, and you'll have a nice, relaxing experience. And it, it really can break the stress cycle. Um, you've probably heard of CBD. CBD is the non-psychoactive part of the hemp plant. And, you know, medicinal marijuana has been getting a, a lot of attention lately. Um, but a lot of people don't want to get stoned. They don't want to get high. They don't want to have the THC aspect of it. And, you know, there's some studies out there that, that are showing for, for young people, THC can, be, um, can, can lead to anxiety or paranoia. And I know when I was a kid, um, there was a point where I really enjoyed marijuana. Then at some point... It made me feel anxious, and that's because it can be over THC can be overstimulating, but for people that are elderly, uh, seniors, people even with Alzheimer's, if their synapses in the brain aren't firing really well, extra THC can be really helpful. But for for most of us, CBD CBD is, a, is called a cannabinoid, and that is just really relaxing, and it has absolutely no impact on on the, um, the psychoactively in other words it will not get you high it won't give you visions It won't give you any kind of experience on that level but it's very relaxing it helps people just kind of be more present. It's um, it. anti-inflammatory it's uh, it's a great herb it's a great herb right. And just a quick reminder
0: get a little more about Jonathan by going to his website at healingessencenter.com Jonathan, can you please tell us a little bit about your new book called The Total Life Cleanse. What are maybe three or four of the most important aspects about it, and what can people learn?
1: Okay. Yeah, so the cleanse is something I've been teaching the cleanse for about 20 years now, and so I decided to put it into the form of a book. Um, What I think the unique aspects of, of the way I approach cleansing and what's articulated in the book is that we're really looking at the whole person. Um, There's a lot of great information out there about cleanses, and there's other great books about cleansing out there that talk about how to fully cleanse the liver and the colon and, and, and how to attain better health and eat better. So all of that's included in my book, and because it's my cleanse, I had to include all of that, even though you will find some of that good information in other places. But I really bring in what's called the Ayurvedic perspective or the yogic perspective from the East, which really begins from the perception that Life is about cleansing. It's, it's, our, whole, our whole lives are about cleansing those obstacles to perceiving who we truly are in essence. So when I approach a cleanse, um, I'm not just doing it for a health persp- from, for the physical health. I'm doing it for physical health, mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. And that's articulated really clearly during the cleanse. So um, that's, I would say, probably one of the most unique things in the cleanse is we articulate all the different levels of, of who we are as, as, as human beings and how to cleanse all those different layers. All right.
0: And what if you have a spiritual cleanse, you're cleansing your spirit, and yet your body and mind are not keeping up? How, do you, how can you tell if you have an imbalance? On either one, and why is it so significant to have a combination of all three?
1: Okay. Well, you know, I would say that it's pretty pretty easy to um, to say that most people have different degrees of imbalance. It, it's very rare, for instance, that that um, that we meet anybody. In fact, in the yoga teachings from the East, they say the age we're living in, the the most predominant quality of this age is anxiety and most people we run into if you really ask them what is the you know uh, what is your degree of anxiety in your life and most people will admit that there's whether it's moderate to severe that that's a prominent quality our lives are very very fast paced Um, something that previous to now even if you look at a movie from the 60s or 70s it's they just seem so slow. Everything was even much slower then. So things are very, very fast-paced now. We have to keep up with it. So there's a tremendous amount of anxiety that's going on. Anxiety can create fear, which then disconnects us from our essence. Um, And this is an Ayurvedic principle also. So pretty much everybody could use a cleanse. And From the Ayurvedic perspective, which is the the yogic perspective from thousands of years ago, is that all human beings benefit from cleansing at least twice a year. And it's an opportunity to reset and reconnect and eliminate some of the bad habits that we've accumulated, eliminate some of the toxins, and even eliminate some of the thought patterns, mental patterns that we've been accumulating over the last few months. It gives us a chance to reset, reconnect, reorient, and refocus our lives in in the directions that we really want to move toward.
0: Jonathan, when somebody is doing a, a major cleanse and they're getting rid of a lot of the crap that's been built up in their life, how do they know what stuff is theirs and what stuff are they kind of just getting on themselves that is part of the collective unconsciousness
1: mm-hmm. that they
0: necessarily do not take on personally, but it's just a part of the
1: nature of their environment for which they live in? So are you talking about, about physical toxins or on other levels?
0: I'm talking about physical, mental, spiritual. Okay. So say, for example, a person has got their own challenges they deal with and uh, – Know, they're taking on a bunch of crap because of the decisions that they made, then they're also living in an environment or living in a nation of people that maybe think a certain way right. and are taking on the, the collective crud of, of the collective unconscious of the people that right. you live in. Mm-hmm. So how do, you know which, how, how do you know what stuff is yours, what stuff is part of the collective unconscious of the people you live in, and what can you actually purge from your life quicker? Yeah.
1: That's that's a huge question. It's a great question. And there's actually um, a section in my book that talks about cleansing on on, on that level. It touches on that. Because even from the perspective of, um, you know, we run into people and then we have some kind of emotional connection, or uh, it can be anything. It can be family. It can be work-related, whatever. But if we connect with that person enough, on a certain level or we're open to that person enough we can theoretically take on some of their energy so for instance you might uh be feeling quite fine go into your office start talking to somebody and that person just starts talking about all their problems to you and you know the door is closed and you just listen and all of a sudden for the rest of the day you feel like you have clouds all over you just feel lousy and depressed And a lot of times, people don't know that they've literally taken on. It's kind of like the cloud that was walking around in their aura is now in your aura. We call that the aura, but it's the bioelectric field that everybody has. We have a field of energy that that emanates from the center of our being, and that can get cloudy, literally can get cloudy. We can pick up energies from all around us, and we are picking up energies from the you know, the, the the mass consciousness of what's going on in the planet. When, I'm not going to get political per se right now, but during the, the time of the elections, it was incredible to me how crazy people were getting and depressed and anxious. And, you know, it, it was just wild how how much that was impacting their consciousness. So So sometimes it's not always easy to know what's what until you've cleansed. And sometimes... It's more after the fact because, for instance, during our cleanse, we do a media fast, which means we only encourage people to do the amount of media that they need to to live their life, meaning they have to do the Internet for work or they have to do their email for work. But anything in addition, no socializing on Facebook, none of that stuff, that's part of the cleanse for part of it. Um, And people often get so much relief, psychic relief from that, they didn't know what they were picking up. But once they started again, they realized, wow, I didn't realize that a percentage of my psychological anxiety was, you know, simply being on Facebook for two hours a day. You <laughs> know, they didn't realize that. So oftentimes when you re- remove something, that's when you realize how it was originally impacting you.
0: Jonathan, if you're going to look at, a hey, say for example, Aspects of our lives, the media we consume, uh, the environment that we're in, and you're going to assign all these factors a number, and then you look at a person and you determine, and the person determines how important those things are to their psychic development or physical development. A person may be affected by their environment more. A person may be impacted or affected by media more, even if the person does not get directly affected on a conscious level by the media they consume, by the people that are around them, how deeply can those factors impact their subconscious mindset regardless if they feel on a conscious level they are relevant or not? And can these environmental factors, or factors such as the environment and the media they consume, can they override a person's subconscious with their messages of either positive or negativity?
1: I think absolutely. I think... Um, knowing how things impact us doesn't have much to do with how much things are really impacting us. You know, I mean, things are impacting us far more than we're, than we're aware of. And, again, that's why I keep coming back to this point, but that's why I just love the principle of cleansing because it really gives us gives us a chance to reset. And we talk about cleansing on every level, meaning – You know, heightening people's awareness of just knowing. We talk about this during the cleanse. If you hang out with somebody and all of a sudden your mood goes down, unless you have to be with that person, try not to hang out with that person during the cleanse. It's just an indicator. Something is there. Now, it may mean you have to work something out with that person, but for during the cleanse, notice those things. Notice how certain things are impacting you. Um, you know, we do this, again, with the media fast. When, when the media fast is over during the cleanse, they turn on the radio, and all of a sudden they're so much more sensitive to how the news impacts them. So these things are impacting us all the time. Belief systems they are impacting us all the time. One of the things that cleansing can really do is open up people's minds to other possibilities. I mean, I had a, a couple that did my cleanse recently, and they did it because their friends did it, and their friends were looking great, looking healthy, and they made some huge changes and this guy was not the type of quote the type of person you would think who would be into cleansing but he was having a lot of problems with his heart cardiovascular high triglycerides having some symptoms so he did the cleanse but in the process of cleansing because he removed so many things from his diet and he started practicing some of the basic simple meditation practices his whole his mind his whole perspective on life has really really transformed and it wasn't something that was imposed on him in the sense that he didn't he's not believing it because someone told him you should believe this he changed his life and he got results and his mind was blown and now he's looking at life really differently as is his wife so those kinds of things happen when we take the opportunity to to take care of ourselves, to cleanse, to reset um, with, you know, with attention, with, with, with a lot of focus.
0: And Jonathan, in Total Life Cleanse, you talked about things you can do to help your liver, things you can do to help your mind. If, if you're looking at the organs of the body and talking about a domino effect, what organ should we focus on healing and cleansing first? What organ has a direct impact on all the other organs? And is there a domino effect as far as if you help one organ, that will automatically heal the other one, and so on and so forth?
1: Yeah. That's a really good question, and that question can be honestly answered in a number of different ways Um, because, I mean, typically the first organ that you think of when you're thinking of cleansing is the liver because the liver has to basically take anything, any toxin that's in the blood, break it down into into a particle that the body can then grab onto and eliminate from either the, uh, the bowels or the kidneys. So you, you could certainly make a strong argument for the liver. And I would say typically that's true. Typically that's true. Having said that, if somebody is really constipated, now if we're dumping, if the liver's breaking all kinds of things down and then dumping it into the large intestine, then what happens if someone's constipated? Then it's just going to be reabsorbed back into the body. So we, you got to make sure that you're eliminating properly, and that the liver is, is optimally functioning. Now there is a connection even between if the liver is working well, it's going to be secreting healthy bile, and that healthy bile will lubricate the intestines, which will help with elimination. So everything is very connected. But each and every organ, the point, the the truth is, every organ nourishes and supports and even have some controlling effect on another organ. And that's a very beautiful system in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda that they actually have that understanding of how each organ functions on its own but what its impact is on a a specific organ. Um, So it's a, a very nice elaborate system. And I do talk about that in one section of the book.
0: Mr. Jonathan Glass, Master Acupuncturist, founder of the Healing Essence Center, and author of a great new book called Total Life Cleanse, a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. You can learn more about Jonathan by going to his website at HealingEssenceCenter.com. Jonathan Glass, such a great pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan. I
0: appreciate it. And that concludes today's mini-sode. Special thanks to Jonathan Glass. Special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Carrie, Lisa, Constance, to learn more about the Outer Limits, radio show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Thank you so much for listening.